0: And right now, though, we're chatting with a guy that uh, I've known for a long, long time. And I, I never thought of it this way until one time I had a chance to chat with Wayne Gretzky. And I said, uh, we, his name came up. And Wayne looked at me and said, he is the most winning Edmonton Oiler of them all. And I went, pardon? And then he started listing off everything that this guy has won as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. And then before... He joined the Oilers, and I went, you know, you're right. There's not a lot he has, not one. And joining us is longtime equipment manager Barry Stafford. Hello, Staffy. How you doing?
1: Hi, Brent. <coughs> Reed, how are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great. Good. I don't mean to embarrass you uh, by bringing uh, that into the equation, but... Uh, you, uh, I was looking at everything you've won. You've won gold medals for Canada, world championships for Canada, the gold medal at the 2002 Winter Olympics and also in Torino in 2006, Hockey Canada this, Hockey Canada that, all over the place. Uh, you have seen hockey... At a different level, you haven't you've you've been in the room, and it's great. We'll talk a little bit about the Oilers in the room a little bit later on, but let's get right to the hockey fights cancer fifty fifty. You're involved in this coming up this weekend. Tell everybody what's going on.
1: Well, thanks. Uh, you know, we really appreciate this time. I uh, I'm very fortunate to be part of a, a group called the Cure Cancer Foundation. Uh, we work very closely with the Alberta Fo- uh, Cancer Foundation. And um, special thanks to the EOCF, the Oilers Community Foundation, for their Mega 50-50. Uh, we're very lucky to be included as one of the recipients for uh, this hockey fights cancer this November. And um, the game that uh, the, the Alberta Cancer Foundation is um, uh, recognizing for our group, which is for Dr. Michael Chu, and uh, uh, his new in, in immunotherapy program, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, the 25th and 26th, which is, uh, I think the draw is going to be done on uh, Sunday uh, against Anaheim. Okay,
0: This uh, let's talk about Dr. Chu for a moment, because you know him very, very well at the Cross Cancer Institute, uh, does great work, and he's always, he's cutting edge, he's a cutting edge kind of guy, is he not?
1: Well, you know, Dr. Chu is known on a world stage. Uh, we're very lucky, all of us that live in Alberta, to have this little cross-cancer hospital, which uh, it, it is known on the world stage. And uh, Dr. Chu is the head of uh, a new uh, Alberta cell- cellular therapy program, uh, which includes all of Alberta, um, Edmonton and Calgary, of course. And uh, he's the one that's bringing this um, uh, immunotherapy program to light. It's it's called a uh, you know the Ad- Alberta Advantage actually. You know we're we're assisting all of Albertans that are living with cancer, but um, uh, basically the rest of the Canada and the world. I mean this is cutting edge a cutting edge program that he's involved in, and uh, he's he's been supported greatly by the Alberta Cancer Foundation and and the Cure Cancer Foundation. So um, yeah, we're very lucky to have have uh, Doctor Chu as uh, with his colleague here, Doctor Sandu the out of the cross as well as the uh, dr bayless dr neary in calgary as well there's a they make a great team it's a great collaborative team we're very very fortunate
0: you use the term we and you're right we as a province are very lucky we have the cross in edmonton the tom baker and soon to be the new alberta uh, cancer clinic down in calgary we're lucky if you can't get looked at here you can definitely get looked at there and vice versa we're we're, we're very fortunate in that regard do you not agree
1: Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, the key is it's a team. You know, I'm a team guy. I, I grew up around teams, and that's that's the life that I live. Um, the the world word collaboration comes to effect too. I mean, this you know, the the collaboration between the EOCF, the Alberta Cancer Foundation, the Cross Cancer Foundation uh, Hospital, as well as the, the the Care Cancer Foundation is you know we're utilizing. The best and brightest minds in Alberta. We've got lots of sharp, sharp people that are motivated. And, uh, you know, they're making, you know, transformational change right now. They're, they're, this is cutting edge stuff that uh, is going to change the lives of not only Albertans, but, but people right across Canada and the U.S.
0: Let's talk about multiple myeloma because this is the one that found you. And let's talk about how you discovered that you had multiple myeloma. And this goes back into the early 2000s, right?
1: Yeah, you know. Sometimes it's a bit difficult to talk about, but I, I will say that the first thing I'll say is I'm a very, very lucky guy. and I'm a lucky guy because I live in Edmonton, because we have the Cross Cancer Hospital, and because we have doctors like, like Dr. Chu and Dr. Sandhu. Um, multiple myeloma is a blood-borne bone uh, disease, and uh, there is currently no cure. So uh, I'm a vested interest partner in this. And when I, the reason I say I'm lucky is I had a stem cell transplant in 2011, which basically saved my life. Um, because there is no cure, uh, eventually my disease relapsed. But because of the funding, because of the support of the community of Edmonton, the community of Alberta, um, I was put on a trial uh, about a year ago, and uh, I never missed a beat. So, you know, I'm very fortunate in that, in that respect. I mean, when you think about it, Bryn, there there is no there there are so many great cancer charities in Edmonton, and, and our our city is such a generous city. You know, when you think about it, you know, seven thousand three hundred people in Alberta are going to die this year. I mean, it, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, so there is a bit of a sense of urgency here, and um, you know, we're lucky because of the initiative of the Mega Fifty Fifty. You know, which is started through the UCF. Um, the Alberta Cancer Foundation and these great groups that so we're lucky that we can address um, some of these issues that are coming up like 63 I think it's 63 Albertans are diagnosed every day with cancer so you know it, 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 there is a sense of urgency and we're, we're we're making great progress here
0: your story is an amazing one to me because you went through this first battle you kind of got over that you jumped on board with uh, with the Cure Cancer Foundation. You generated funds for The Cross. Then this comes back, and you were able to benefit from some of your work and some of the funds that you, along with so many others, generated to help you get through the second one. It's an amazing story, Staffy.
1: Well, I mean, it's a bit ironic, I guess. I mean, of course, I'm a vested interest partner, and I, I have a, a mission and a purpose, and you know the byline for the event that I'm a co-chair with my my partner Brian Anstice is is uh what we do today saves lives tomorrow and i firmly believe that you know um we have the the ability and the responsibility uh to make a significant difference in the lives of Albertans and we are we're we're, we're working hard we're we're, we're raising funds to to save people's lives and that's our mission right yeah and just happened to be very lucky to be, you know, one of the people that is benefiting from the the funds that we've raised in the trials, and that's the big thing. It's it's the research and the trials that are actually um, uh, we're, we're this 50 50 is supporting. We all have these goals that
0: we set too. Uh, the goal that I set, if I I thought four years ago, if I could survive stage four stomach cancer, which I have done so far. I wanted to make sure that I could help others and try to find ways to generate funds for others with different types, of, different types of cancers. And I think that all of us need to do that. There are some very positive stories coming out of the cross. It's not all negative stories. Not every story has a happy ending, obviously, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a goal for me, and I know it's been a goal for you.
1: Well, when i think about you know you talk about a sense of urgency and setting goals it was only a few years after i i was diagnosed and i had my my stem cell transplant uh, i was sitting in uh, the cross hospital with david dyer and members of the alberta cancer foundation care cancer foundation and and also we had an mla from from edmonton we were we were discussing how how we can move this forward and You know it came down to money and finances and i had to stop the meeting and i said look buddy you know what at this time i know four when i was diagnosed i knew four people with multiple myeloma myeloma
0: yeah
1: two of them are dead (laughs) there's a sense of urgency here um you know our goal is just basically like i said our violin is what we do today saves lives tomorrow We're, we're pushing hard um with the support of the, uh, of course, the OCF and The Cross, and also, like I said, Alberta Cancer Foundation. So, you know, it, it, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of manpower. But when you look at, at the changes that can be made through this new program that Dr. Chu is leading, I mean, they're looking at, you know, upwards of 80% sex success rate with this um, uh, cellular therapy. It, they're They're thinking that they can reduce the cost to... The Alberta healthcare system and, and patients by ninety percent, you know, and and it's a slow process. But even if you can treat twelve patients a month versus one patient a month, you know, you extrapolate that to the to the uh, amount of lives that you're going to save. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible what's happening, and you know, I, I'm very grateful for the support of. Um, all these groups that are really pushing hard to to work towards this goal. Hey,
0: we'll uh, we'll be talking more about the hockey fights cancer fifty fifty here over the next few days. So we're gonna we'll leave it at that, and we'll and we'll also get you on as we get a little closer to your uh, toast of the town event as well. Can you hang on a little bit? Because reads in here, we want to talk a little bit about what's going on with the hockey club. Can you hang on for a bit? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay, so perfect. So. I'll tell you what. We're just going to put you on hold right now. It is two sixteen. We'll come back with more with Barry Stafford. Reed's going to join us. We'll try to get to the uh, inside of that locker room to figure out what's going on. You're listening to 6:30, Chad. Bree Wilkins joining us in studio because Barry Stafford, longtime equipment manager of the Edmonton Oilers in the heyday, and not all heyday. There was uh, there was some downtime as well, for sure. So he's seen the good, he's seen the bad, and uh, we, we're keep, keeping him around here for a couple extra minutes because of everything that's going on with the hockey club. Staff, you got to ask you about this because I, I hear from fans and they say, well, these guys don't care. You've seen. You've seen the inside of the room. You've seen behind the curtain. When the going gets tough, the room really becomes extremely focused. Would you not agree with that?
1: Well, we have to remember, <clears throat> you know, these guys are proud guys. They're proud, competitive guys. I mean, they they care about the team. They care about the city, and they want to win. You know, they want to win. They, they they're they're working. They're doing the best that they can individually. Um, to, to sort of get out of this thing. I mean, just think about it for a second. I mean, I was with the team 28 years, and we were in the final seven times, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's 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 winning and there's misery, but as Mark Messi used to say, but, you know, this is, you know, it's not if stuff's going to happen, it's when. And so right now, the boys are, they're, they're pushing hard. Every one of them is doing what they can, and they're, you know, what they can control. And what they control is just continue to work hard right they have to take the responsibility to do it themselves each guy's got to really push hard and it's funny you know that what whenever the going used to get tough the the, the saying used to be well you got to do the simple things right you got to keep it simple you got to well keep the simple things aren't easy you know yeah. it's not a lot of work and it's like um you know you, you gotta you know, take a take a hit to make a play, you know, get the puck to the net, do all the simple things. I mean, it's, it's basic fundamental hockey. And I know these guys are working hard. I know the coach are working hard. And you know, they're going to get out of this thing. So,
0: you know, my colleague, Rob Brown has said over the years, when you lose, especially if you've lost more than you've won, there's no smiling on the bus, no smiling on the plane. Don't joke around too much. Uh, like it, when a team's going through a soft stretch, is there sort of a pall over the team, and then how hard is it to remain upbeat when sort of that hockey culture is—you're you're supposed to act like every loss is—is a, is a, is a huge blow to the family, you know?
1: Well, I mean, it, it is a huge blow, but the fact of the matter is, you know, these guys got each other's backs. The only way they're going to get through this is to encourage to stay positive, to work hard, and encourage your teammates. Like, enthusiasm is contagious, man. Like, put your nose down and go to work. Help the next guy out. I mean, they're going to be pushing hard. They, they don't want to be in this situation. Like like I said, when we were winning with, with uh, in, the, in the heydays, I mean, Glenn didn't really care what anybody did. Just keep winning. Just keep doing what you're doing. But when you're losing, it's a whole different story. It's no fun. And nobody wants to experience this. So they're going to do the best that they can, to encourage each other, to have each other's backs, to work harder in practice, and to really work on the fundamentals, like you know, simple things like getting, you know, I'm not a coach, I never played, I ne- I never um, coached a game, but I, you know, I saw you know over three thousand some games in the, in the NHL. I mean, you know, it, it pays off getting pucks to the net, you know, making the doing the simple things. This is going to pay off for these guys. They they are pros. I have a lot of faith in. Uh, Management, the executive, and, and of course the new coaching staff—they're going to pull this
0: off. Hey, but you also have to have that one guy who can lighten the load a little bit. I, I, Bill Guerin was a classic example for me. You know, it's all serious after a game, but you want to have that one guy come in to try to take some of the pressure off and 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 I guess make the guys laugh a little bit in the, the following day because you've got to start fresh, right?
1: Hey, Bryn whether you're a hockey player or whatever you do for a living, we need more fun in our lives. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, it, what we used to say in the third, going into the third period is 20 miles, 20 smiles, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so my, my point is, yeah, we want to have some fun. The boys want to have some fun. They're going to do whatever they can to get through this thing. And, I mean, Dave Semenko... <laughs> He was one of the funniest guys, and uh, you talk to any of the crew back in the in the dynasty when Dave was playing. That guy was one funny son of a gun. He could get away with so much stuff that nobody else could because he had such a a funny, dry sense of humor. And I, I will say that uh, Paul Coffee, a, a good friend and now part of the the coaching staff, he's the same way. You know, he's a funny guy. He's of course dedicated and and he cares about the team, but he's a funny guy. And, you know, he'll keep those boys loose, and he'll keep them going so that we can we can kind of get out of this thing. Barry,
0: got a dash. Thanks for hanging around an extra segment here so we could kind of get your thoughts on what you think is going on inside that room. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon, okay?
1: And well, what I'd like to say, I'd like to say November 25th, 26th, um, immunotherapy. If you're inclined, please, uh, please purchase a ticket. And the toast of the town honoring Cal Nichols will be uh, April the 20th.
0: Beautiful. Cal's a great guy, too. Okay, Staffy thanks.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you
0: later. Barry Stafford, long-time great guy with the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club.